An elderly but active couple's life is turned upside down by a stroke. Hush puppy and the bathtub are changed by flood and illness. A freed slave turned bounty hunter searches for his wife. A pursued ex-con sings his way through the student revolution. A man recounts his amazing survival story on the sea. The president pushes for an amendment to end slavery. Pat and Tiffany enter a dance competition. The CIA, and particularly one operative, search for Osama bin Laden. And 25 years earlier, a different CIA agent hatches a plan to free six American hostages in Iran. This time on the Oscar should have gone to... 2012. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to. And the Oscar goes to. Argo. 2012. 2012. It was supposed to be over. It was supposed to be over. It was just supposed to end. Somebody was, I was talking about that the other day. And when did the movie 2012 come out? Because I feel like it was like several years before 2012. It was, the funny thing is, so. What a missed opportunity. I was talking, one of my coworkers yesterday said, what are you doing tomorrow? And I said, well, we are, I'm recording a podcast. Like a lot of them know that we do this podcast. And I was like, it's about 2012. Because even though, you know, we're way far back, every, you know, when we get 10 years away, we do those movies. Uh, and they said, they were like, is that the year 2012 came out? And I was like, no, I think it came out earlier. And it came out in 2009. That's wild to me. But I guess who, who, that somebody way you could, fucked up there. It should have been well, at I least guess, 2011. Well, think of it in two ways. I guess, I, I agree with you, it should have been 2011. But I guess, you know, you want to get it out before 2012 in case the world actually ends. That's true. You because, make that, you know, you make why that make the movie if yeah. no one's going to get to see it because the Mayans were right, you know? Valid. Valid. And then you got to, and then you got to factor in the time that you, that you want to spend that money. Right. And then at the time, you know, it's before streaming got crazy. So they probably were like, you know, we'll put it out in theaters and then we'll get a real boom in the DVD market mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, in 2012. In 2012. Yeah. So, yeah. I wonder if they did. Sidebar, I'd, fun movie. Fun movie. I don't think I ever saw it. Oh, Too scared. I, I Too <laughs> scared. Yeah. Well, it's terrifying. Sure. Yeah. I certainly saw it in theaters and uh, had myself a time. Last night, I went downtown to downtown. Los Angeles. To DTLA. DTLA. And I saw Amy Schumer record her new special for Netflix. And it was so funny. And I was crowd work. Yeah. I oh, was yeah. Crowd work. Yeah. She, they, she pointed they, you out? She pointed me out. They upgraded our Well, seats. I mean, she did, you know, she did a doc about her pregnancy. Yes. And that's what that is what got me it wasn't my good looks i know you're thinking like oh i like, mean that's what i think most of our in the building most of our listeners would mm-hmm. assume yeah mm-hmm. no but she was like is anybody here pregnant? she was like oh my god brie larson my sister from train wreck is here <laughs> she was like is heather moderato is that you <laughs> um no she uh she was like she was like is anybody here pregnant and then rachel lewis like she is. Uh, I don't know if you've met Rachel Lewis, but that's very her. Yeah. And then uh, she was like, "Great, is that your first? And I was like, "Yeah." And she's like, 
You gonna keep it? <laughs> She's very funny. She's very. She's funny. very funny. Have you watched? Uh, I thought there were a, there was a lot of funny stuff in the new season of Inside Amy Schumer, which is only on Paramount Plus. I haven't watched that yet. No. Yeah, there's some good I, stuff in it. But I really loved Life and Beth. Like I thought it was not. I thought it was really well. It was really funny, but it was also just like a really good show, like really well done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's good. What can I say? She's People good. don't like her. We do. People don't like her. Who doesn't like yeah. her? Yeah. I don't know. People don't like her. We People do. Suck. You know, yeah. who su- you know what? Who sucks? People. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyway. Um. We is that what you wanted to talk about? You said you said I've got some stuff to talk about up top, but it was just really Amy Schumer. It was really just that. I guess my point is, um, I'm still pregnant. In case people were like, "What's going on with that baby?" It's like yeah. still. It's I think still I think there were. Gestating. I think some of our listeners weren't sure if it was a gag or not. Oh yeah, I get it. Like yeah, if I would if if I knew me. <laughs> if you told the way you that I, two years ago, three yeah. years ago, that you were I'm, having a baby, you would have been like, "What a like, gag!" Mm, That's no, I'm not. Nice, and by the way, nice prank. Good bit. Yeah, such a good bit. <laughs> such a good bit. Let me tell you. Uh, I, yeah, I just um, it was very fun last night, and the she was funny enough that I didn't need uh, cocktails. But I'm getting tired of um, getting real tired of not drinking. <laughs> Yeah. I listen, I get that there are people out there who are just raw dog in life as it, you know, yeah. as it comes, just like like really living in reality, but I have come to the conclusion that it is not for me. Yeah. It's not for listen, me. Listen, you know, you tested yourself, you found that it's not the best, and it's, now just going forward, you know. Yeah, I just gotta dull the edges a little bit. Mostly, it's just because it's it's just very it's very boring. Days are long, you know. You yeah. Wake up, you wake up early, feeling great. Who needs that? Come on. Who, who needs that? Come you either on. want to not wake up early, or you want to wake up early and feel like shit. Because why are you yes. up so early? Because why am I up so early? I want to, yeah. or alternatively, not wake up at all. You know. Yeah. One of those. Maybe to maybe 2012 is coming. I went to, on Friday night, I went to my agency party, uh, again, sober. And I just don't, I just don't recommend it. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's just a lot. It's, then you realize. You're now like, that sounds particularly terrible. Yeah, it was particularly terrible. There's that thing. It's not even like a, it's not even like a social balm. It just makes you realize, like, it just makes you be able to stand people, you know? Then you, then, right. like. And he, I just was like, when we left, I was like, oh, there was a lot of people there that like suck actually. But like, if I had maybe had a few drinks, I would have been like, that was fun. <laughs> I don't know. Can't wait till next year. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. See you guys at Dave and Buster's again next year. <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of a, not, not, it was not that kind of a party. That would have been that would have been way more fun for me. At least yeah, that would have you could have played some. You could have been doing Dance Dance Revolution. Mm-hmm. I would have been. Listen, I'm, I'm keeping it tight and keeping it right. Yeah. If you think I'm not coming out of this snatch <laughs> for the gods, for the gods, for the gods, <laughs> I am going to be. People are going to think it's a corset, but it's just my body. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that. I think this conversation is a great way for us to lead up to 
2012? Just a happier, happier conversation, which is uh, let's talk about Amour. <laughs> <laughs> These are some wild movies, man. Like, what a... This is a weird... Let me just say, overview-wise, and I wonder if you feel the same way. A weird year yeah. where I... There's a bunch of movies that I that I had not seen since 2012. Yeah, and, 100%. Like, and... I, my opinion has shifted on a lot of them that I, and I didn't yeah. really think that it would. Me too. You know? I felt very yeah, strongly. So in terms of the nine nominees, the only movies that I had watched since 2012, I think where we did, we went on a different podcast and talked about silver linings, silver playbook. linings playbook. Mm-hmm. And I had rewatched zero dark 30 when we were making our top 10 of the decade list. Right. And Django. And, and then we had just done Django. And those are the only ones I think I had seen in full since 2012. Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. Oh, no, I've seen Argo, actually. I'd seen Argo a few times because it's on. It, there was a period of time where it was, like, on yeah. cable a lot. And I was just like, well, sit down and watch Argo for a bit. Um, but, yeah, I had never seen more. Speaking of. You'd never seen a more? I had never seen a more. That's crazy. Because what yeah. I was going to say, um, and you won't have this experience with it, is I saw it in 2012 and, you know, thought it was quite affecting and quite good. Let me tell you something. A more hits different when you're on the cusp of 40 and married mm. than it did on the cusp of 30 and single. Yeah, it does. <laughs> does. It it do don't it it <laughs> yeah. it do don't it <laughs> and, let, and let me tell you something. Try watching a more with your uh, significant other and also pregnant, and yeah, also, and also sober. Yeah. It's uh, it, it was it was a it was <laughs> it was a it was too it was too stoof it was it was roof yeah stoof. yeah yeah. Um, Maddie made me promise to never suffocate him. <laughs> Well, you, did, I did you not, say... I said, I did not make that promise. Yeah, I, I was going to say, because, you know, I just feel like there's so many reasons why you would need to suffocate him at one, some point. A hundred percent. And I don't know that I'll be waiting until he's 80. I, we'll see where we go. <laughs> we don't... He doesn't need to have a stroke first. <laughs> <laughs> Healthy as a horse. And you're done. You're done. Uh, I love that apartment. God. That houseman style, like that's my major takeaway from my real major takeaway was we've made a huge mistake be, living mm-hmm. here, and we should all be living in Paris. And yeah, like one of those. I was going to ask, but I guess obviously you watched it with Maddie, so uh, you would have had to. How much of it do you think you could have followed if you hadn't? Uh, how how's your French in terms of like if you weren't doing subtitles? Like pretty good. You, yeah, pretty pretty good. I I uh, pretty. Pretty good. I would have followed probably most of it. I, it's easier for me, of course, like in, with any language. It's easier for me to understand than um, speak. speak. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's just such a beautiful. It's so fucking gorgeous. It's such a beautiful language. My only sad thing was that we didn't get to see more Paris. It was, it's all in. It's so it contained into in that, that yeah. apartment. Almost like it's, it's basically like the same apartment as the father's apartment. Yes, exactly. It's. <laughs> Here's the thing. Beautiful, the gorgeous, gorgeous apartment. Don't move in there if you want things to go well for you no, in your old age. No, no, no. Although, t- again, what the, com- the comparison to the father is very interesting because 
that movie is bleaker to me uh-huh. just because of the because of the mental decline. You know what I mean? Sure. This was whereas off- like it's immediate with her. Although yes. I'll say that opening stroke moment, and obviously then like she kind of rebounds and then gets worse almost immediately. That opening st- stroke moment is terrifying devastating yeah and you think there and and it's like there's a it's like it's a horror movie you know like you're like waiting for her head to like turn you know 360 degrees and for her to spit up green bile or whatever yeah um yeah it's it's she's great she was nominated right she was they have i remember wanting her to know that hmm? they're both they have both passed i looked it up he just passed this year yeah in june yeah that's um, but she, yeah, she passed a couple years ago. But I believe when she was nominated, she was, I think, the oldest woman to ever be nominated. Maybe the oldest person. No, uh, maybe the oldest person at the time. I know. I think more than Gloria Swan. Swan. No, oh, wait. What's her name? I think Titanic? she might have been. Titanic? I think she might have been older, older than her. Yeah, Gloria uh, Stewart. Stewart. Um, but there definitely was the largest discrepancy in age because that year. Quavonjane Wallace was nominated for Beast of the Southern Wild also. So it was like an 82-year-old and like a six-year-old Six or year something old. were yeah. both nominated. Who was the youngest actors. person? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, that's wild. That's so wild. Yeah, I remember her being like the other, if it wasn't going to be Jennifer Lawrence, it was going to be her. Yeah. And um, I I kind of wanted her to win. I remember wanting her to win. Well, sorry. sorry. Yeah, didn't work. Didn't work out for me. Didn't work out for you. Um, yeah, it's good. It's not, it's very French. It's like some of the, like, some of the monologues that they have about like life and this Mm -hmm. and that and whatever is like the most, I forget what one of the, I should have written it down. There's one line where, and I literally said out loud, this is the most French fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. It's like, so not even nihilistic, just like a little bit like. Descartes, navel gazing, whatever, you know, yeah. this like philosophy thing. Well, he gives like that big, he gives a big monologue before he suffocates her. Yes. About, and then the, he writes, about the story. Yeah. 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 And then he writes the letter. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, I, I, the only thing I will say against it is I don't, I didn't find it particularly you would think I would have found it more emotionally effective. And yeah, I think that the opening of the film is so jarring. And I think it's such a cool way to open the film, which is basically at the end of the movie with them, like having to, you know, knock the door down to get in because he's like barricaded the door up. Um, That then it does feel when it's just Isabel Huppert coming in and kind of sitting down to end the film. And this sort of dream sequence, which I guess I personally, I guess we're supposed to take it as he kills himself afterwards and like him following her out when he sees her washing the dishes is them. Yes. Continuing them on in their life. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think he's also in the apartment because when she because right. they find her body. But then there's another room that's taped up. Yeah. That they break into and you don't ever see what's in that room. And I assume right. it is. It's him. Yeah. But it's I, I don't I. The it's much more just uh, mentally devastating than emotionally devastating. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly what it is. It's more. It's more. Yeah, terrifying it makes you. Like, it makes you think yeah. about the incident as opposed to being like, I'm sobbing at the end of this. Yeah. At all. Yeah. 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 Good. It's good. It's well done. They're both really good. 
Yeah. But I, but I, they're, yeah, they're, it's not like it's like, even when she gets sick, he's not, I think that's also the big thing is like, we don't see their relationship like, we don't, they, they clearly have a great marriage, but they're, we don't see their relationship is anything but, it's going to sound harsh. I don't mean it like this, but like as anything but roommates at that point. So like right. even when she has a stroke or whatever, he's not like, there's never a breakdown from him where he's like, this is my wife who is, you know, dying yeah, well, or whatever. Th- I mean, they famously did cut. There was a scene uh, early on um, where they get home from the recital and then he just like takes her from behind and it was like like a blue is the warmest color ask 17 minute sex sure, scene but sure, Hanuk- sure. Hanukkah took it out so yeah. Yeah. and I and I and I understand you know I understand for the censors <laughs> yeah. for us here in America we couldn't handle it no 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 it no, was no, too yeah. it was too hot for TV yeah um but I would have liked to seen it yeah you know just show us it. a little more passion there mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm 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 um, well, amour. Amour, guys. That's... It that's means love in a French. A movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't get old. That's the lesson. So, speaking of another movie that I feel like I very much flipped on, um, so Beast of the Southern Wild. Mm-hmm. So this was a movie that I saw in 2012. I saw it in theaters, and I saw it... Re- so I moved to L.A. in... August of 2012. I think this movie came out like in June or July. Like it was like a summer indie. Right. And I saw it in the theater and I remember being super affected by it at the time. Mm -hmm. And if I look back, like it's in my top 10 movies of 2012. And I think because a lot of this movie is about like, you know, reconciling like what is home to you like being leaving home and i think because i was like leaving new york which i'd been in for 10 years and stuff i was really emotionally affected by it and this time i watched it and i was like this is really twee and i don't really like this movie yeah (laughs) (laughs) i literally could not agree with you more yeah, I, it was I, so it was so strange because I was really it was one of the ones I was really looking forward to rewatching because I remembered like I remember being like so like affected by this before. And then I watched it and I was like, it's sort of like Malik with like with with cutesy voiceover. Yeah. With child with with child voiceover as opposed to uh, I don't know. Uh, whatever, who Sean Penn voiceover. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't remember what I thought of it in 2012. I, I mean, I think I remember liking it for sure and being yeah. like, and, and being like, oh, that little girl's so great and the bathtub and whatever, all this stuff. And I was like, I, I hate to say this, like rolling my eyes at a <laughs> yeah. lot of, at a lot of it, at a lot of like the affectations, at a lot of the, he it splices in all this like climate change, you know, yeah. cause it's like fantasy stuff. So it's like, and like it's sort thing. of like Katrina adjacent. Like they yes. never say Katrina, but it's clearly like, I know they shot the movie in Louisiana because I actually, so I was, I mean, you probably saw me in this. I was in a night of short plays. I think this was maybe, maybe this was after you left LA. Maybe you didn't, or maybe after you left New York. So maybe you didn't see it, but the writer of the movie Oh, no, I remember this. I remember yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. So I 
with Laura Ramaday, who's been on, we were in like one of the short plays and there's a monologue in the movie that is from that short play. That like she just yeah. moved it into the movie. Um, so I think that too, because like I felt a connection there. So I know they shot in Louisiana. So it's definitely like has Katrina-esque flavors, you know, for, no, when was Katrina? 2004? No. It was when we were still at NYU, We were right? still at NYU, but I think it was yeah, 2005. I think it was five. Um, anyway, so, yeah, but it's, a lot of the fantasy elements I feel like don't really work. No, they don't at all. It's very, because it's, again, it feels like a hat on a hat. It's bad enough that, yeah. like, the, they talk about the levees and the levees breaking and whatever. And then for it to be, like, I don't, and then for it to be, like, then these creatures in the ice are coming out and blah, blah, like all of this. It was 2005. Sorry. Yeah. Um, um, all, wild. Like all she of got an Oscar nom- nomination. Wild. <laughs> wild. And she's this is not, not bad. Like, she's not an annoying. She's not bad at all. She's and bad. she's very like, she's very like endearing, but this isn't, it's not like Jacob Tremblay in Room or like, no. you know, like a kid performer that's like, oh, so like it's very much seems like, hey, this is a small child mm-hmm. that has to say like 12 lines throughout the course of the movie yeah. and like so do much, some narration. Yeah. Most of it is just, yeah, most of it is, is just, it, most of her stuff is just, is, is voiceover. And then she's just kind of like looking scared or looking curious or like you know, or yelling or playing like a kid. It's very weird. It's very weird to me. What it, what has she gone on to do? I mean, she was in Annie with right, Jamie Foxx, right. the remake of Annie. And then she was in, she was in something else. I think she was in something else, but I can't remember what. It's like, I mean, it was like a black drama that like a ton of people were in and I can't remember I think it was. I think she might have been in Mudbound, or hmm. was she in Twelve Years a Slave? She might have been like one of his daughters in Twelve Years a Slave from the beginning. Um, I can't remember. I know she's she. I don't know what she's doing now. Um, I mean, she's probably like in college or something. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's hard. Like, uh, not everybody can do the Haley Steinfeld route. I guess. Yeah. She's like the only one. She's like the only kid. Acclaimed kid actress who is acclaimed kid actress who has right. really made that that jump. I don't know. I was going to look it up on my phone, but I I don't know where to put my phone. So let's make it. Hey, let's let it be. Let's have it. Just, let's let the mystery be. Yeah. Um, do you know what a hush puppy is? I just wrote this down because you're from the Northeast. So I was like, I wonder if Megan knows what a hush puppy is. I do. It's like a fried, um, it's like cornmeal. Cornmeal. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I've had them before. They're not very good. It's very dry. Yeah. The ones that I've had at least, but I've, we but I've also to, never been to like the deep South. So. Right. Long John Silver's, uh, we used to get, when we would get Long John Silver's, uh, takeout, we would get, they did hush puppies. Is so. that a Texas thing? Long John Silver's? Is that? No, it's it's a bigger chain. It's a, uh, I mean, well, I always got chicken, but they're like a fast food seafood chain. Right, 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 right. So right. you get like fried shrimp or fried fish, and it comes and, and, it come, and that's their size. And they have like yeah, are yeah. they good? I remember them being good at one point. I'm sure if I had one now, it wouldn't be good. But as a child, I liked them. Well, it's cute that her name is Hush Puppy. The rest of the movie is you're right. Yeah, twee and also drags. 
Mm-hmm. It's not for me. Um, all right, let's do it. So I thought about consulting you about this, and then I decided to just go by how they listed on Wikipedia. I was like, do we put Les Mis third? Oh. Or because Les, of course, is, you know, just, yeah, it's the. The, sure. Mm -hmm. Would we move it to fifth? But then I was like, you know what? They have a third because we're dumb Americans, so I'm just keeping it here. Yeah, let's keep with the dumbness. Now, Megan, you and I, of course, famously, and I don't know if our listeners know this. um, It's been a while since we talked about her. We drove... Uh, once down to uh, Orange County when your parents were still living there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we sang uh, One Day More um, in the car. I think we did oh, all the parts. Yeah. 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 I thought we were going to talk. I thought we were going to talk more about Anne Hathaway, but yeah, we did. We did. Mm-hmm. Would you say, you know, I feel like I know the music of Les Miserables, which is my first musical that I ever saw. It was my uh, first musical I ever saw on Broadway. Huh? On Broadway, on Broadway, uh, yeah. I feel like I know that music more than we could do it right now for the people if they wanted. Sure, yeah, we won't because we have so many movies to talk about and it's a long sure. song. But we but could. just know that we could. Just know that we yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. could. Yeah, um, yeah, I fucking love Les Misérables. Mm-hmm. Now the I, movie or just you love Les Mis the okay. show. Okay, I love Les Mis, the show. I'm going to give you my hot take. I have, I have a couple of hot takes on this movie. Oof. Bring it. Come in. Okay. Come in in hot. Okay. Hot take number one. Russell Crowe's not that bad. The, Everybody the, the biggest... goofing on him is such a strange... That was like the big goof of that year. Doesn't well, Russell Crowe The, the problem is, though, in terms of the Russell Crowe vocal performance, is it's A, it's, it's definitely not great, but B, it's at its worst the first time he sings. Yes. <laughs> that, very, very, very valid. And I yeah. think comparatively, especially like all of his, his duets are with... Um, Hugh Jackman, who is legitimately an amazing singer. Right. So it comes off as like not as great, but like he is fine. He is fine. He is fine. And the big note, the other thing too, is in his big song, the final note is flat. It's meant to be flat though. And, and so that's another reason people are girls and girls bad. I'm like, no, no, no. He, he's fine. He's fine. You're right. Chill, chill on Russell Crowe. Yeah. Second hot take. When Anne Hathaway, were you at the Oscar party that I had for this year? Uh, probably. Yeah, I think so. When Anne Hathaway won, mm-hmm. I w- I'm going to shock you. I was drunk. I turned off the television <laughs> and said, everybody go home <laughs> and went upstairs and threw myself into bed because that was, thus was my dislike of her. And also, I mean, her speech. It came true. Give me a break. Yeah. However, she fucking got me. Here's the thing with the movie movie on a whole. And she, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with that at all. I feel like most of the banger songs. First half. Well, no, not just, that's not even what I was going to say. That's true. But most of the banger songs in the show, I think they actually nail. Yeah, I think so too. 100%. There's just some of the other stuff 
that's doesn't, not as doesn't yes. hit as hard. And I, there's also just like some weird like the opening like why are we dragging a sh- why are they dragging a giant ship? Like what is yes. the <laughs> what is the idea behind this? Yeah, listen, I think you're I think that's exactly the thing with the movie. I think this movie works still on a, as a whole. I think it works. I was sort of like, oh god, I'm going to rewatch Les Misérables. Let's see how this goes. And I was like enjoying myself. I was either yeah. enjoying myself or I was waiting for the next song. Sure. Because some of the, and this is true of the show, I think as a whole too, is like some of the songs are fine yeah. and then some are fucking amazing. Yeah. So like when, so like I dreamed a dream, tears streaming down my face. Yeah. Like she fucking murders that song. I'm sorry. Yeah. She deserved the Oscar. Give her yeah. the Oscar. I'm fine with it. She fucking murders that song. Yeah. Do you hear the people sing? Nailed it. One day right. more nails it. Like these are like the hits, the hits. Even Eddie, Eddie Redmayne, who uh, as is canon for this show, we hate. <laughs> empty chairs and empty tables is a great song, and he does yeah. a great job. Huh? Then you get like red and black, and like some other stuff, and you're like, okay, let's move to the next. You know what I mean? Like let's like right. let's 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 fast forward past Castle on a Cloud. We get it. We get it. Let's get to Master of the House. Okay, now we're having fun again. Whatever. See, but I, I, I'll actually disagree with you with that one because I don't think Master of the House is good in the movie. It's I think not the as song good as is it, good, yeah. but I think, I think they're right, kind of right. not great. You're right. You're right. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I, don't lo- I don't love the song. In the, it, the song on stage is really fun. I don't um, love the song in the movie. Yeah, it, I feel like they actually do it too over the top, and that's why. Yeah. That's why it doesn't work in the movie. Um, the gags are too much. Um, quick question before we get too far away from Anne Hathaway. I wrote this down because I've heard this like multiple times and I want to know if you could confirm. Is it true that they used a photo of you the first uh, first thing in the morning to get Anne's dying of consumption look? <laughs> I love that you I, I know I love that you needed to look down at your notes. Yeah. Just to get that word. Well, just because I saw, I I've read it in multiple Reddit Reddit theories, Reddit boards, and this is this is a time for us to like officially confirm. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. that true? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, I am very pale, mm-hmm. and I know that, and yeah. and people have famously said that I do look like Anne Hathaway, but like a like a seven, right. So, so is that as far as you're willing to go at this time? That's as far as I'm willing to go at this time. That's as far as I'm willing to go at this time. Perfect. Great. She Um, had a little bit, to be honest, in those scenes, she has a little bit more color on her. (laughs) (laughs) She has got a little bit more blood flow. Yeah. A little bit more color on her cheeks than I generally do. Um, When she sells her hair, her hair is so gorgeous in this movie. Yeah. So like thick. That's why they'll give her a Santi or whatever. Yeah. I think that would have been enough for the medicine. But. Um, isn't consumption extremely contagious? Like, shouldn't Jean Valjean, like, not really be just sitting on that bed, like, singing into her face? Is that um, what she died of? Is that what she had? I just assume everyone in the late, mid to late 19th century no. died of consumption. Here's the thing, though. When you know, like you know, you know how you know someone's pregnant in a movie, right? Like she barf. does never cough into. She never a, coughs a, into, a, into a, handkerchief a handkerchief, and then it's blood. Yeah, that's the fucking sign. She probably died from like chlamydia. Oh, okay. Syphilis. Right. Yeah. 
something. She got from one of those sailors. Sexy, yeah, something like that. The the whatever I, I uh, the the take on her just like just the camera just that one shot it's just she does it all in one shot that whole song and it's and again she's a good voice it's it's not like she's she speaks sings some of it it is so emotionally effective mm-hmm. like Jennifer Lawrence Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Hudson should be shaking. Like, no offense, another person that won a Oscar from one song. Yeah. Um, and, and her role in Dreamgirls was way bigger. And I feel like she still won for that one song. And it's probably, in looking back, it's probably undeserved. Looking back at this, deserved. Fucking mm. deserved. So good. So good. Um,. I still cried at the end because the music is so good. Me too. Me too. When he's dying and, you know. To love another person is to see the face of God. Yeah. Me too. And he sees the priest from the beginning. Me too. Our boy, Colm Wilkinson, the original Jean Valjean. That's him, really? That's him, yeah. Wow. And the original uh, Eponine. Yeah. Or, not the original Eponine, the original, uh, oh yeah, Eponine. No, is, Eponine. It, is one of the one of the whores. One of the yeah. sex workers. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I remember that. The, this Eponine is good. It's interesting. She's, she's like the, She's the only, um, like, unrecognized. She's the only, like, non-name in, like, yeah. the main, in, like, the main cast. Um, and I know, I mean, I get why they did it. Those, those. That song is a banger and and is kind of the one that everybody knows. So they were yeah. like, we really need someone to knock it some, out of the some park. pipes. Yeah. Although, and I heard I it, and Kate, Katie Holmes turned it down. Katie so. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sleep Sorry, on a little. Sorry, Katie, Katie didn't. Joey Potter turned Joey it down. Joey Potter turned it down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Great episode of television. If you haven't seen that episode of Dawson's Creek. Um, Don't sleep on a little fall of rain, too. That might be my favorite song in the whole fucking show. Great, great song. So sad. Yeah. Um, another thing that I wrote down about here were my two like filmmaking thoughts, like for certain moments. If you're going to have a character spend such a long time, just like in human waste, in a sewer Ooh. filled with shit, <laughs> yeah. you got to have a Morgan Freeman monologue. You got to have Morgan Freeman narrating on top of it about how Jean Valjean walked through, you know, miles of human shit. You know, I was like sort of only half paying, I only like ever half pay attention to you. And then I was like, where is he going with this? And then it was a fucking uh, Shawshank Redemption. And then. um, Great job. Great job, Craig. Great job. Weird choice at the end of Russell Crowe, like when he flings himself. Oh. Like that's all we need. Like just show him. Jumping, we know what's going to happen. We, we don't we need to it. see his body crash his body, into the retainer wall. His body crash into the retaining wall. Also, by the way, that is such a confusing thing. Is if you've ever been to Paris, there's not like whirlpools in the middle of the Seine. I was like, what is what is this thing in the river? I don't know. Like you could just have him jump into the river and like assume like that he he just yeah. drowned. 
Especially Pro- if we've yeah. already, you've already like added this moment where he gives like a, his medal to Gavroche to like try and like be like, this guy's not all that bad. Yeah. Yeah, but we we get to we get to not only see but also hear his body break. Yeah, Amanda Seyfried, by the way, what an interesting career that that bitch has had. She's great in this, by the way. She's great, yeah. but it's, it's she can do it all, man. She can be Elizabeth Holmes. She can be in this. She's movie. great as Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah, she's. Funny she can be in, uh, what's her name in Mean Mank. Girls? Mank, yeah, she can be in that. She can be Mank and Mank. <laughs> Anyway, I like this movie because I like the music of Les Miserables, and yeah. I think it's and I think it's well cast, and I think it's uh, well shot, and the good parts are really good. And yeah, I don't think it's a great movie, but again, yeah, Les Mis. I I don't like that they change like little bits of the score. They change like, at the end. Hugh Jackman it, when he's it's still well. There is one new sings, song, and the new song is bad. Oh, the new song's bad. The new song is straight yeah. up bad. In the carriage about whatever, it's bad. That uh, they were like, we got to have this for best original, whatever, which it did not yeah. win. No, I don't think. I don't. Think um, so at the end, they do change. He says like he's supposed to say to her. The line in the play is like, it's the story. Of those who always loved you, your mother gave her life for you, then gave you to my keeping. But instead, he makes it about him. He's like, it's it's a story. It's, <laughs> it's a story, story of a convict who saved a, you yeah. from your from your dead mom. What? Wait, what? It's not that's really what it's about. I don't it. think. What? There's a yeah. lot of things where they just like like switch a couple words too, and I'm like, it doesn't sound as good. Don't do it, that. Don't do that. Why would you do that? There's a yeah. reason why this don't, fucking musical yeah. played for a million years. Don't yeah. fuck with it. Come on. Don't fuck with perfection. But Hugh Jackman's um, great. Everybody's great. It's uh, it's an enjoyable movie. Yeah. Life of Pi. Life of Pi. Another movie I hadn't seen since 2012. Had not definitely had not seen this since 2012. Um, gorgeously shot. Yeah, Absolutely looks amazing. Beautiful. Looks amazing. <laughs> I like it. I forgot how much of the movie's about religion, ultimately. Yeah, it's about God. Yeah. Which is our, which is like a big thing a for us. A real Achilles heel for us <laughs> as two godless people. Yeah. I like this movie. Uh, my, I like this movie a lot. My one criticism is, it <laughs> is uh, he's lost at sea for a really long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's just out there. He's also, just out here's there. like here's an early criticism uh, just about him as a character. Like, you know, there's a like huge storm going on, and like ultimately, he probably saved his life because he did it. But why would you want to run out on deck? That is a great. That is an <laughs> absolutely great question. And he's like, yeah, like even if you'd never been on a boat that size, like I would be terrified. Of, yeah. of the waves coming up and the, like you're just like adrift in this giant storm. Why would that be ever be like a fun, cool thing for you? Don't know. Don't know. I don't know. But he, he lived. Yeah. Um, I love orangutan, so I wish the orangutan had been around longer. You mean it's the mom? Maybe, you mean the mom? I've, yeah, but orange juice. Orange um, juice. I like the name orange juice for an orangutan. Great, yeah. great name. It's a good name. Uh, good name for for it, for an orangutan. Is it as good as Richard Parker? 
Richard Parker. Richard Parker. Um, they should have just called instead of Richard Parker, the tiger's name should have been Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> <laughs> Gerard Depardieu. I guess he's the. I guess he's the jackal. No, he's though. the. He's the hyena. Yeah, Whatever. the hyena. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I. I like that. I think the beginning, I think the beginning is really interesting. And I think once he gets to that weird floating island mm-hmm. and then he, and like, and then he's basically. With all the meerkats, the, the, the island that eats, it, eats, eats, it, eats the carnivorous island. Yeah. It really cooks for me. Um, I love that actor too. The, the, the older Indian actor that plays mm-hmm. pie, older pie. Yeah. Um, I really like this movie a lot, and I really like a lot of the imagery. My only complaint is I know he's lost at sea for, and I get it. Like, we have to show him being lost at sea for a long time. I think sometimes it gets a little lost in in that imagery. I think also a little bit, um, and I mean, if you haven't seen it, we already spoiled it for you. But once you know, like, like, actually the deal with it. Yeah. And I knew going in because I thought, you know, I, I am not a reader. I've got too many movies and TV oh, to watch. I don't think to do anybody reading. would ever accuse you. No, of no being... one would accuse me of such thing. But I had read <laughs> Life of Pi. So, like, I knew going in, like, ultimately, like, the what animals the animals were represented yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a lot of it, too. I think on a rewatch, or if you know that going in, there's, I don't know. I don't know. I I kind of disagree with you because I because I do because it's a whole, it's not a true story. Obviously, right? Like anyway, the, the, my neither point of the is story, stories yeah. are true. So I'm right. able to be like, oh, wouldn't that be cool to survive? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it all makes. I think it all is worth it at the end when he says, "Which story do you like more?" And yeah. rapes rapes balls like. The one with the tiger, and then he, and he's crying, and like it's, like that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful moment. Yeah. Um, anyway, Rafe's I'm ball. moving. Rafe's I'm ball. moving to the carnivorous island, um, <laughs> and I'm gonna become a night owl if you catch my drift. <laughs> <laughs> Rafe Spall's nepotism. Did you know that? I didn't realize. Timothy Spall's son. Yeah. Wormtail himself. Wormtail himself. Anyway. Yeah. The beetle. Yeah. Little, little fucking, what a, he looks much, he's, he got the looks, man. Thank yeah, God. that's true. Thank God. Um, I did like the, uh, the sort of like, which story do you prefer? I like that at the end. Me too. That's what I just yeah. said. I know. Okay? I just like, I like that he like, I like, it's a nice little moment. Yeah. Look at your little dog hanging out behind. I know. He just walked in. He usually stays downstairs when he's downstairs, but he probably came upstairs to pee on the rug in the office. Sure. sure. That's one of his spots that he likes to pee on. <laughs> that as we then go, Gene, we take you out four times a day. Why do you need to pee on the rug? Well, my dog is on the, I'm looking at her. <laughs> she like basically gave me the finger because she's been out in the rain and she, there's one piece of furniture that's like cream colored that she's not mm-hmm. allowed on. And she just, Hopped up on it and fell asleep, and and hopped up on it and looked at me like, "You gonna fucking, you gonna make me fucking move?" What are you gonna do? It's cool. It's cool, Quinn. It's cool. We're cool. 
Lincoln. Lincoln. This movie's not as good as I remember. Oh, I think I liked it better. I think I thought it was, um... I think I remember it being more, uh... I wasn't as bored, I think, as I was originally. Oh, see, I was more bored. Although it was fun, I texted you, it was very fun pointing out literally every... Every actor in the world is in every this Every actor film. in the world in this... Every, every and then white. I texted you back that between this and then Zero Dark Thirty and Argo, which we'll talk about, they used so many white male character actors, they had to double dip with Jeremy Strong and Kyle Chandler yeah. because no one else was available. No one else was available. That's... Yeah. We ran out of... They, guys, they said it couldn't be done, but we ran out of white dudes. Yeah. Um, it's, it was wild. It's, it's crazy to be, I was like, oh, who's the guy playing Ulysses S? Oh, it's Jared Harris. Yeah. Oh, who's that? Is it us? Well, in the first five minutes, we get bit parts from David Oyelowo and Coleman Domingo and Dane DeHaan and Mr. Pussy Posse himself, Lucas, Lucas Haas. Haas. All those guys. That's in the first five minutes. Then we're like, okay, then like. Supporting him is David Strathairn, the patron saint of like right. character character actors, and then sprinkled in. Then all of a sudden, it's like, who is that? That's that's not Michael Stuhlbarg, is it? <laughs> it is Michael Stuhlbarg, bitch. Yeah. It is Walton Goggins. It's Gail from Breaking Bad. Yeah. What are you doing? All these guys. They're all there. Be bopping. I think and the guy, I don't. And then they cut over to Sally Field, literally like chewing through like wow. a wall. <laughs> she is. <laughs> Somebody was like, actor to her. And she took them out their word. Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciate it. I think it's fun. Listen, go for it. You're playing Mary Todd. Play Mary Todd. Go, go wild. Um, I will say if I'm the guy, the telegraph operator that works with. Adam Driver, I'm pissed because I'm the one person that didn't make it big after this movie. Yeah. It's rough. Well, and Lucas Haas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this guy, this motherfucker was going to win the Oscar from the time this was announced. They were like, Daniel Day-Lewis is playing Lincoln. They were like, Daniel and Day-Lewis, when would you like the Oscar? And he said, now, now, no, now. No. <laughs> I am, oh, wait, I wrote it down so I wouldn't screw it up. He said, I am an actor clothed in immense power. Give me my Oscar. <laughs> I don't have anything else. To say. It's just a lot of speeches. A lot of it, Daniel it is Day-Lewis very, It's actually very speechy. funny when, when he starts, like, oh, like the there's third a time, time and, and goes, Bruce McGill goes, yeah. not another story. Not another <laughs> story. I can't hear another story. Walks away. I was sort I was of like, like that's, I'm that's, here for that's even, it. Even Spielberg realizes, like, what he said that to Tony Kushner. And Kushner was like, no, was we're keeping say, this one in, but I'll give you this line. He made the mistake of hiring Tony fucking Kushner. So no. what did you what did you expect? I don't know. It's, uh, it's, 
it's emotionally effective at the end when like when they're casting the votes. I it's think. crazy how much tension they're able to build into that roll call vote when we when you know we what's going to what happen. Happens. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like very well, we know what happens and there's still the cutting to the of like when everybody's counting the votes and then the the telegraph people are sitting outside and are telegraphing it to Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt's fucking platoon or whatever the fuck. Like it is good like in that way um and that's like a great climax but then of course the, then the, the movie really peters out you know yeah we don't we don't see him get shot which is fine that's not what the movie is about i actually i think that's like handled super well i, yeah, I me actually too. like that because you think we're gonna see him get shot and because i'm a fucking loser and i know the play that they're that they're watching is not our american cousin so i know <laughs> that so i because i hadn't remembered that it was how they handled the movie fucking nerd. um but I was like, oh, this isn't this isn't the play. So I love when like it comes on. It's like the president's been shot and that right. they don't show that part of it. Um, kid, I thought was, it was, it really kid was it the different play? He yeah. went to a different play that night. And I also like um, I think the reveal of Esipetha Merkinson um, as Tommy Lee Jones' wife. I think that's yeah. handled really effectively also. I think that's right. that's done well, yes, too. And Tommy Lee Jones taking off his little wig and getting into bed and her, her being like, it's enough for now or whatever. Yeah, I think that's good. I think it's just hard because everything after the vote comes in, that's the climax of the movie. And so everything after the vote comes in, you're just kind of like waiting for the movie to end. Yeah. I don't know. It's Spielberg. Yeah. So it's like a very competently made movie. I just was yeah. a lot of it. I was, I was, I was kind of like, okay. On the um, next, guys. Speaking of... Uh, Freed Slaves, a movie that I skipped because I didn't rewatch all of it for this because we just watched it, so it's not in the same order in my notes, is Django. Django! Skipped right uh, over it. Me too. Because we just talked about it like four oh. months ago or oh, whatever. Oh, because it's a D because it should be higher yeah. up. Right. Yeah. Sorry, guys. That's Craig's podcast. Um, you can go to our, our second Tarantino pod and hear a bunch about Django, but we'll touch on it a little bit here. I think one of the things that, because I rewatched like the first two hours of it uh, between yesterday and this morning uh, before we started the pod. Um, and one of the things that really works in its favor for me in comparison to a lot of these movies is this, it is immensely watchable. Whereas, like, I feel like some of these movies feel more like a chore because a lot of these movies are pretty long. Like, a lot of these movies mm-hmm. are, like, 220-plus. Yeah. So, um, in rewatching, particularly, I mean, my biggest hit, as we talked about with Django, is, like, the last 20 minutes of the movie that is just, like, after, like, the shootout with, with Waltz and DiCaprio and everybody, like, all those characters are dead. It's, like... I know he still has to, like, save her, but I just don't care as much. Like, particularly, like, Tarantino as Australian, like, that's 10 minutes we could have put on the chopping block pretty easily. Pretty quickly. Yeah, I don't, uh, I mean, I think I was on, I think I was on record on our Tarantino podcast saying that this movie makes me a little uncomfortable. Yeah. And um, I don't love, I, well, I do, I do like it. Like, I can't lie. It's very watchable and it's, I, yeah. there's, there's no Tarantino that I like do not enjoy. That man makes movies for me. Um, but it's, I don't know if I put it as my least favorite, but it's pretty far down if it's not my least favorite. On the um, Tarantino rankings. Yeah. On I, yeah. The, Tarantino rankings. the weird thing is like on the Tarantino rankings, it definitely was like in the back half of mine, but 
when we do these rankings, it'll definitely be in the top half Mm -hmm. of these movies for me. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Me too. Me too, because he's good. I'm sorry, guys. Not a good actor. No. But he's good at making movies. Christoph Waltz won again for this, by the way. Did he? Has he won two Oscars for t- two Tarantino movies? He has. That's wild. And we'll me. talk about that. Did that? I wasn't thrilled with at the time, um, and we'll talk about it in a little bit. But uh, in retrospect, I think he's aged particularly poorly. Yeah. I um, and it's not that he's not good. He's good. I don't think he. I mean, I think we said this. It's, uh, DiCaprio's better. Better. This is this is, this, this is on your so, Mount Rushmore of DiCaprio yeah. performances. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Samuel Jackson's character I find very annoying, but that performance might be better than Waltz's too, just because Waltz is basically doing the not as evil version of Hans Landa. So yeah. I think he's got one speed, and I think that yeah. speed speed is Hans Landa yeah. with with different moral compasses. Yeah. Anyway, um, here's another movie that uh, we've never talked about on the pod, but um, like we said, we did a whole podcast about this movie, uh, oh, a, yeah. a different podcast, and that's Silver Linings Playbook. And I this forgot. movie bugs me. I know it does. <laughs> I forgot that we had not talked about this on our own podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, you do not like this movie. No, there's just like a lot of little things that really bother me about it. There's and it's it's sort of like what bothers me. Like we talked about it when we talked about the fighter, and when we, I mean, we haven't talked about American Hustle yet, but that movie really bothers me. But I know there's just like a David O. Russell. I don't know if it's like as written, particularly like in this movie. There's a lot of stuff that feels like he's just like, all right, and we're just going to keep going and just improv, and yeah. the, and they are not good at it, yes. and it doesn't feel like things are that they're saying is like off the cuff yes. and real. It seems like they're trying to make stuff up in the moment. I think that's the issue. I think when we, I don't remember if we, I don't really remember what we talked about on the, the Academy arguments, but I think that. I think one thing that that must have come out is like these people do not feel real. These are not real people. No one yeah. and I get that I get that two of them are suffering from mental illness, but even uh Animal Kingdom herself whatever, what's her name? Animal Kingdom? Um oh man. Whatever, Robert De Niro and his wife. Yeah. And Chris Tucker and like a lot of the other people like are not they do they are not behaving as normal. What is happening over there? Oh, you're you're looking stuff up on your computer. Yeah, I'm looking up. What's her name? Yeah. Uh, they're just not behaving as. They just do not seem like they just do not seem like like human beings. Like they just no. don't seem like they behave. As and he does not like, I mean, De Niro's whole thing is like, he's like this bookie Jackie Weaver, um, who Jackie like, Weaver. who Thank like you. loves the Philadelphia sports scene. And it really feels like Robert De Niro has not watched a full football game in his entire oh, yeah, life. Yeah, you said that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big thing. He's never seen a football game. And then I have like or a lot a of dance like, competition or, or a dance, dance competition. competition. And I, and I know that I think you like the dance competition. Aspect I do. I like the and dance competition I think a it's, lot. I don't, it's not the actual competition. I just think as a plot point, it's so stupid. It is. So it, here's the thing about this movie. Here's the thing about this movie. It is stupid. It is a stupid movie. Like the, the, it is predicated on a stupid 
plot. Like it is the, the idea behind it is dumb, Yeah, but it works for me because it's like, there is a charm to it that I find for with, for most David O. Russell stuff, I do not find. And I think a large part of that is Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. And she's very charming. She's the best thing that ever happened to fucking David O. Russell for sure. Um, and Bradley Cooper's fun. Like they, they, I think you're right in that it does seem like that they were like improvise and nobody's really that great at it except maybe for Jennifer Lawrence. Um, and everybody's, nobody's like a real person or whatever, Yeah. but they all seem, (laughs) this sounds so lame, but they all seem to be having fun. And like right. enjoying the process. And so even though I'm like, this is so stupid, they're doing a dance. What? I am enjoying watching them because yeah. they're enjoying themselves. Right. Does that make sense? Which is rare on a David yeah. O'Russell set from what I understand. Right. People enjoying themselves. But um, I, but I, I don't mind watching it because, and, and listen, am I emotionally affected by it? No. Do I right. cheer when they do an okay job at the dance contest. Cause that's kind of a funny, that is a funny moment that randomly like one judge would give them like a full point higher than all the other judges. Yeah. So they can still get a five on average. Yeah. It's um, really, it's really, and then just them che- like them cheering because they got like a five, like whatever is such a funny, that's a funny thing. Yeah. I just, I don't hate this movie. I think it's like enjoyable to watch. It's just, um, it's just not very well made. Well, there's like a bunch of small things. So I'm going to talk about this, a couple other small things that really bother me. And then I'm going to talk about like the big thing that bothers me about this movie. So a couple other small things that, again, I mentioned on the Academy Arguments. One of the char- – like there's a character in the movie that's like Robert De Niro's like best friend. But he's also the one that he's betting against. And this guy is like a Philadelphia native who's a huge Cowboys fan. Fine. Unlike – having lived in Philadelphia for a year now – Seems unlikely he wouldn't have gotten beaten to death on the streets uh, being a big Cowboys fan walking around. (laughs) But the craziest thing is early in the movie they make a bet and he bets the Giants over the Eagles and he got like is wearing like Giants gear. And it's like a huge Cowboys fan would not own Giants gear like the NFC East. All those teams hate each other. It would be like it would be like a Pats fan like being like, well, it's Bill's Jets. And I'm betting on the Jets, so I'm going to go out and buy a Jets jersey. Like, it just would not happen. Sports um, ma- Welcome to Sports Talk. Welcome to yeah. Sports sports Shouting with uh, yeah, that's Craig me. Yeah. That's what this new, this is what the podcast is now. This Great. is a Sports Shouting podcast. Sports Shouting. Continue. Next week, Stephen A. Smith and I will discuss <laughs> um, Hustle, starring Adam Sandler. Um, okay, the other small thing that really bugs me at the end of the movie, so they do this dance competition. His ex is there. He goes up to talk to his ex. She, like, runs out, and he, like, follows her out onto the street. And it's supposed to be, what, like, December 29th or something. Like, it's between Christmas and New Year's. They're in Center City, Philadelphia, which is, like, the main, like, hub of Philadelphia in terms of, like, bars, restaurants, shopping. There is not a single person on the street. <laughs> Other than Pat and Tiffany. Like, there's nobody else out. It's like, it's 9.30 on a Saturday night between New Year's and Christmas, and there's no one here. All the money went to De Niro. 
They couldn't afford extras <laughs> to be milling about. They well, just I, couldn't I, do it. Just yesterday, I was talking to a coworker who went to the University of the Arts, which is where my wife went, which is in Philadelphia. And she was telling me about how when they were shooting that scene, it was right by where she was living at the time. And her and her, like, roommates, like, came down because they heard, like, Bradley Cooper was outside. So they could have just used them. They could have just been like, hey, college students, do you mind doing a quick cross here wanna, so it looks like people in live in this city? a little bit? Finally, uh, I've lived in Philadelphia for over a year, and no one has offered me Krabby Snacks or homemades yet. So, what the fuck? <laughs> I forgot. You really have a different... You're going to have a different take on this movie now, being yeah. a Philadelphian. Yeah. Okay, but here's my biggest problem. A Philadelphian. Yeah. Philadelphian. Here's sorry. my biggest problem with the movie, and I, think, and I think we talked about this on the Academy Arguments. I'm positive we did, because I know you have an issue with this also. Um, and this does not have anything to do with the Philadelphia of the story. It's that we are supposed to equate these people as equally as mentally unstable when Bradley Cooper's character is bipolar and has just been released from the hospital, a mental hospital, after he beat the shit out of his, the woman, his wife, or the man his wife was having an affair with, which, listen, I get it. Like, he, he was very upset, but like, overly violent, almost killed this guy. Meanwhile, Jennifer Lawrence's and his, character, and also his general demeanor, and he's like running in trash bags and like being insane. Yeah, like yeah. his, yes, he's crazy. Meanwhile, Jennifer Lawrence's character is a young widow whose cop husband was killed. Yep, and she has reacted by being promiscuous, promiscuous, sleeping around, mm-hmm. and basically the movie presents these people as equally as mentally, mentally deranged and fucked up because it's like, oh. This person who has serious issues and is seriously violent is the same as this sad woman who had sex with a couple of people. Yes. It's like, that's that, not. That's not the same thing. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yes. We did talk about. Now I'm remembering yeah. we did talk about that. Yes. That fucking bothers me. I don't care for that at all. That aspect yeah. of it is fucked up and stupid. This movie's stupid. What do you want me to say? It is a stupid movie. I still yeah. enjoy watching it. If it's on TV, I'll watch for a little bit. Not the whole thing. Not the whole thing. But I'll I'll dip in. Yeah. Then you'll turn it off, and then you'll come back to watch them do their stupid dance at the end. That's exactly it. Time <laughs> it out. Time it out. Go fold some laundry, do some other stuff, and then be like, oh, the dance part's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we supposed to believe that the, the routine is just like they use just music from that iPod that John Ortiz gives him in the movie? Like, yeah. that it's like, hey, these are... Uh, these are the 300 songs that we can choose music from because uh, neither of us can provide music in any provide other way. Provide music from any other way, yeah. Listen, well, so, I think... sorry, this is another no, small go thing. Go ahead, continue, continue. So, like, two months before the dance competition, or six weeks before the dance competition, he goes to this Eagles game when he's supposed to spend all day working on the big move. Why did they need to work six months, six weeks in advance on the big move, which they still fuck up at the competition? Maybe you shouldn't have worked on that like three days in advance instead of six weeks in advance, you guys. Okay, I'm going to take a pause (laughs) and go. I have to go pee because I'm pregnant and you just like constantly have to pee. Do you want me to pause or do you want to just keep (laughs) going on about all the things that you you all the things that are wrong? Let me see. Let me see. Because I can see I can see a vein in your forehead about I'm I'm concerned about I need I'm gonna send somebody over to do a wellness check after this. <laughs> you seem not okay. 
Okay, I've got, I've got another one I can complain about okay, while you're peeing. Great. Okay, great, great. So there's, an, there's a part in the movie where they, uh, where Pat and Tiffany are talking. And Tiffany, I'm pretty sure it's Jennifer Lawrence says to Bradley Cooper's character, you know, I thought you were the best thing that ever happened to me. What on earth? This happens. They have, they have been talking to each other. They've known each other for mere moments. Me, a mere instant they have known each other. And they say, I thought you were the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> so stupid. This movie's stupid. Anyway, we can move on now. Thank God. Great. Great. I'm feeling, I'm feeling refreshed. I'm feeling ready to go. Great. Perfect. Um, Anyway, go listen to the oh, oh, no, I, of Academy I, I, I Arguments. Did, yeah, I actually, this is a good line I wrote down. When, when oh, wait, one we're of the still other, on this movie? Oh, yeah, no. one of the other dancers goes, why did they get so excited about a five? So I was like, why did people get so excited about this movie? <laughs> <laughs> did they? It got nominated for a ton of Academy Awards. Clearly Listen, people liked it. So did fucking Amore. Nobody yeah. gives a shit about um, Nobody gave a shit about Amore at the time. So much so that I didn't even see it that year. Yeah. And I see, well, and I see all the stuff. Well, you don't like French things. That's that's one thing <laughs> yeah, we famously, all know about yeah, you. We all yeah. know of that about me. Okay. Um, and zero, and zero Dark Thirty. Zero Dark Thirty. Zero Dark Thirty. Uh... Zero, dark. So I wrote, so the, this movie, there's been a lot of backlash in the 10 years since this movie came out. Has there? Toward, I don't know. Towards any... Zero Dark Thirty. Okay, tell me. So I think, so the backlash is about how it portrays torture and how that kind of led us to finding Osama in Milan, which is just true. I think a lot of people believe the movie presents it that the torture was okay because of what ended up happening. And I think a lot of that comes from the very opening of this film, which I think is a really good way of handling 9-11 and that it's all like audio clips. Yes. Like we don't need to see. However, because that's how we open with like, just talk, just like emotionally pulling us in with just everyday people making these last phone calls and, you know, all this horror that was around that day that then I think from the jump, it's all about the CIA was the good guys going after the bad guy. Yeah. And I think most of the rest of the movie, in my view... It's actually not that. casting, saying supporting, or I think it's just presenting like we tortured these people, and I don't think they're saying it was a good thing or a bad thing necessarily. Um, but I yeah. think because of that opening, it then by people that want to pull that out, I think that's how it can be skewed. I think that's a really smart assessment, Craig. Hey, Craig, I take back I everything. Ta- I I take back. All of my frustrations with your frustrations with Silver Linings Playbook. A movie that I didn't even really like, but now I like more because of your hatred. Because I don't, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's totally right. I think it is, I think by playing 
on the heartstrings in the beginning by playing that audio from 9-11, which you're right, is very, is almost more emotionally effective than showing like footage from the day or whatever. Cause it's not about, it's less about the buildings, right? Yeah. And, like, cause that's, that's the famous footage of that day, but you don't see anybody die in that. You just see right. buildings crumble. Right. Um, is, is, Yes, and then to jump from that immediately to somebody being waterboarded yeah. is very, uh, it seems like it's like tit for tat in that sort of, like we were justified or whatever. But right. I think you're right. I think the rest of the movie does not paint these people as heroes. And if you took because that... Because I, th- I think particularly... I don't think like, it I paints mean, them as bad yeah. either. It's just But it's I think very like jumping basically all the way to the end, I think they kind of show like the callousness... Mm-hmm. During the raid, that it yeah. was just like you know, if when he says he women, says like if I a wasted woman's like her, gonna I, like get in the way, like we'll, yeah. we'll kill her, like we'll that's kill her, yeah. yeah. I I shot the guy on the second floor and I wasted his wife as well or something like that. Yeah, like yeah. That whole sequence is very well done. The whole yeah. movie is very well, it's very well executed, and especially for a movie where it's such a. This is one of those things where this is one of those movies where like nothing happens and everything yeah. happens. Like a lot of stuff doesn't happen. Like it, it, there, nothing, nothing happens and everything happens. It's yeah. very. Um, and I weirdly think a lot of the red tape element of it is super interesting. Me too. Me too. And I, and there's a lot of like maddening things with like, just like the simple mistakes, like the Jennifer Ely scene, like with yeah. the car bomb where it's like, you're just watching it. Like what the fuck? Why? Like, yeah. How Knowing you, that? Yeah. 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 And Jennifer Ely's like um, excitement too about like the 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 way that they I don't know the way that they portray all these people's excitement over not the torture but the but the the pursuit you know what I mean it's like yeah. it, they they sort of set this up at the beginning with her being oh. like not you know oh you're not wearing a you're not wearing a mask. I'm not wearing whatever. This whole thing, these right. people's like, uh, sing, like dogmatic pursuit or whatever. Um, I it takes a certain type of person, and they do a good job of painting that certain type of person. And yeah. I think it's like thrown into relief too when um, what's his Jason Clark when Jason Clark mm-hmm. is like, I'm gonna I've seen too many guys naked. I'm I'm gonna take a job in Washington yeah. and, and get out of Pakistan. Um, yeah. I mean, it's. She's very good. Yeah. This, and I mean, this movie her and the, the Hurt Locker, I, I think her politics are yeah. in the right place. Like, and if you yeah. watch the Hurt Locker, you like, I think you would come to the same, like that's, I think the politics of the Hurt, because I know her, what's her, yeah. Catherine, Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow. Um, because I, because I have seen the Hurt Locker, because I had seen the Hurt Locker before, I think you can translate her policies of the Hurt Locker, her politics right. from the Hurt Locker to this movie yeah, and appreciate it for what it is and what it's showing and that it's, I don't think she means to glorify any of this torture. Yeah. That being said, I understand why people could take that away. Yeah. I just think the very last scene, like kind of showed like, you know, when Jessica Chastain, like, you know, they've gotten Osama bin Laden she's, mm-hmm the only person on this like transport and she's sitting there and it is like, what, like, like ultimately like you did your job, you did what you had been trying to do for a decade. You found and killed Osama bin Laden, but also like, what does that, what is that as a career? If like what you, 
yeah. what you've been working on for 10 years is, is to kill you know, this no matter guy. who, per, who the person is, is the murder of a man. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, and I, I think remember, she captures that really well. Yeah, she does. I remember when that, when he was killed and people were celebrating and yeah, I remember even then feeling weird about it. Like yeah. it's, it's strange, obviously bad, evil guy. It's still, yeah. it's still strange to celebrate a person's death. Now right. talk to me, when, talk to me when Trump dies, because <laughs> <laughs> that I might have to walk that comment back, but, um, here's one problem that I have with the movie. Mm-hmm. She's too fucking gorgeous. Okay, sure. Again, her, <laughs> her, the red hair, her hair is so stunning. Does it have she's, to be red? It couldn't it be. be <laughs> we couldn't dye it like a dishwater brown or something. She's so pretty. If I'm a detainee, I'm like, why are you here? What is this? Yeah. What, what's happening? Why am I in the room with... Well, that guy at the beginning was probably so embarrassed that he shit his pants in front of her because she was yeah, so pretty. She's so pretty. <laughs> yeah. I'd, sh- I'd shit my pants in front of her. She's yeah. so pretty. Yeah. That's it. Um, I think it's a... I mean, the movie's a little slow, which is weird given the subject matter, but I think it is a little a little slow at times. Yeah, I think it's just long. I think it's just too... Again, yeah. in, in the same way that Life of Pi, I think the beginning and the end is gangbusters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like both of these movies... And then I think, I think that it spins its wheels a little bit before get both of those yeah. movies spin their wheels a little bit before getting to it. And I think in in both cases the both the beauty of the shots and the the powerful acting and like the magnetism of the people on screen like yeah. sort of save it from being like boring like boring boring right. you know yeah. But it is that thing where I'm just like. Oh, it would have been nice to bring in an editor and shave like 20 minutes from the middle of this. Yeah. Um, well, let's do it. The winner of the Oscar for the 2012 season, Argo. I mean, if this movie's on TV, I'm going to sit down and watch it. Listen, uh, you know what this movie made me think of a lot Argo watching Park it yourself? this time? Well, first of all, did I remember that Argo Fuck Yourself is originally directed at former guest of the pod, Nelson Franklin. <laughs> I did not until oh, I rewatched right. this. <laughs> right, right. He, they, yeah, they do say I mean, they say him. it like 60 times after they say it to him. Alan uh, Arkin originally says it to him. But I was like, oh, I did not remember that. Argo Fuck Yourself, Nelson. Argo Fuck um, Yourself. I've said that to him many a time. The movie, it made me actually think uh, in comparing it to like another like best picture winner even though they're different movies, is The Departed. Just in that it's like, The Departed is like a little too long. This movie actually is maybe like a little bit too long. Um, but it's just really well made. It's just it's really... Just, it's a really well made version of what it's trying to do. Yeah, it is It is really well made. It is tense from tip to tail. Yeah. It is. There I is love never that they a give like a brief explanation Mm-hmm. With Sahar at the beginning, and then it just jumps into like them basically like storming the embassy. Like mm-hmm. you know, there's not like 20 minutes of like, hey, here's us 
doing some work at the embassy, yeah. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then, like, oh, things seem like they're getting bad here in Iran. Like, no, they just jump in media res, basically. Yeah, like, right, right, right into there. It. And, that, and, that's, a ten, and that's, that's a well-shot, tense situation as well, you know, like that. that. And then the, the great use of, like, news footage and of uh, the other, host, the, you know, the hostages or whatever at the embassy, Um the the only it's not even a misstep because they don't I think they do a fine job with it is like a lot of Ben like Ben Affleck's like backstory mm-hmm. I don't really that character I don't really care about his character's no. backstory yeah sidebar I think that's we're gonna talk I want to talk about twenty twenty two but I feel like that's something that that is movies are getting better at there's been several movies that I've seen this year where I'm like oh I love that they just are like they this was a t- there was a time where it was like everybody's got to have like a motivation or a backstory or whatever. Yeah. We, have to, we have to really explain that to the audience. And more and more movies I see are it's just like I don't need to know like I don't need to know why you are the way you are. I I get it. Like you right. are you are that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um anyway, this is during the time where they were like they have to give him a kid and like have it be strange and this whole thing and that stuff I don't care about as much. <laughs> Okay. Everything's fine. He's insane. <laughs> um, I, th- I, I think the airport scene at the end is just masterful. It's stunning. I, again, like, you know, we know the results similar to like what we were talking about with Lincoln, but like just the way that's all handled. I love, love the alcohol callback that when he's first flying into Iran and they take his like, whiskey or whatever yeah because they're in iranian airspace so you can't drink anymore because you can't drink alcohol in iran and then when they make the announcement that alcohol is now available which means they're out of iranian airspace so they're home free yeah like is uh so great and the celebration it's very apollo 13 like yeah. everyone's like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is it really is and victor now, garber's in it Love Victor. Yeah. God, I love Victor Garber. Yeah. Now that being said, I really think the movie basically could just end after that celebration. Like the last yeah. like ten minutes of the movie, where it's like them going to Langley and you know all that stuff. It's like and him going. Or is it Langley or Quantico? I can never remember Quanta- which is CIA and which is FBI. But Quantico, I think, is CIA. Yeah. I only know this um, because of X Files, right? Because I don't never watch X Files. You never watched the X Files? No, the truth was out there, but I didn't want to know it. <laughs> I went to an X Files convention when I was in junior high. I was. Did you dress like cool, super cool? Did you dress like Scully or? I didn't dress like anybody, but I did meet cigarette two of the man. Three. I met two of the three lone gunmen. Don't even worry about it. Oh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I just think this movie is uh, just really fucking, just really fucking entertaining. Yeah, really well done. Good yeah, job, Ben Affleck. Good job, good Ben job. Affleck. Good job, BA. Mister Jennifer Lopez. I feel like this is one of the you know we talk about it all the time. Like I don't have a ton to say about it other than it's a good movie, and I don't have it. I don't. Yeah. I don't really get like I get. You know, I get, like, if you're, like, this is not, like, one of the greatest movies ever made. It's, like, yeah, that's fine. But you know what? It's fucking fun. It's fucking fun. And, and it's fucking entertaining. Enough. And that's yeah. definitely enough. Also, John Goodman is so... That scene, too, when they call, when they're at the yeah. airport and they're calling 
the studio is so... He gets there, like, and you think he's not going to get there because they're shooting some shitty yeah. film and they're not allowed to cross the set. So stressful. But it's just fucking good. Yeah. It's good. We're going to talk about some other movies from the year, but first we're going to rank these. The nine Best Picture nominees from 2012... Do you, you want to go wanna... back and forth? Because there's so many. Let's go back and forth because there's so many. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. Uh, my bottom is Beasts of the Southern Wild. Sorry. I think that's my bottom too, just because it's the one that I probably wouldn't even tune in for a, a, a scene again um, mm-hmm. anytime soon. Sorry about it. Sorry. Number eight. My number eight is a more only because I think it's good. I just, it left me cold. I yeah. just, you it know what I mean? It left you cold like her body. Cold like her, cold and smelly. Cold yeah. and smelly like her yeah. body. I think it's well done and well acted and executed. It's just, it, I, it didn't have, if that type of movie doesn't, it's not emotionally affecting me. I'm sort yeah. of like, I'm not sure what the point is. Yeah. Uh, my number eight is Silver Linings Playbook because I don't like it and it's dumb, but at least it inspired uh, me to not like it, whereas Beast says just sort of like, I don't really like this. Yeah, sure. So I'm not passionate about it. Passionate about the not liking it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Number seven. My number seven is Lincoln because I was bored. Okay. It was very speechifying I and were I'm gonna surprised. Be, I, I felt like our lists were going to be pretty different and they're going to be. I think so. so. That's I interesting. Um my number seven is Life of Pi. Yeah. There's just, uh, outside of the visuals for me, there's not a lot of there there. So. My number six is Les Miserables. Because the songs that are good are good, and then it dra- it, but it drags between the songs that are, are not as good. My number six is also Les Mis. Because, oh, my God, dang. Yeah, yeah, look at that. We, we, we ran into each other again. Um because, yeah, I mean, mostly just because the score to Les Mis is good. Yeah. I don't think the movie is, like, necessarily, um, like, if I had the option of, like, taking someone to see Les Mis on stage or showing them the movie, I would take them to see the stage show 100 oh, times day. out of 100. Oh, but 100 if I didn't have that option, listen, sure. there's some you good stuff. Go see the movie. movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. My number five is Silver Linings Playbook because I am entertained by it, despite it being... Not super well made. That's like Lamez and Silver Linings are sort of like on that same level of where I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna watch. I'll watch some of this, even though yeah. I think some of it's not super well made. Um, my number five is a more. Although I will say, like, there's a line for me between six and five, where like six up, the movies are anywhere from like watchable to I don't really like this movie. Um, and the top five for me, I think, are all good movies there's still a ranking in there but like those would be the one i feel like my top five like i would recommend to anyone whereas the other four like it would definitely depend on the person if i was like you should watch this so okay i feel that way about my top four which we're getting into right now i like all of these movies but the bottom of my i like these are all good movies but the bottom of my number four for me is django mostly because it makes me uncomfortable um Mm -hmm. but you can't deny Tarantino is uh, fucking good at what he does, man. Yeah. My number four, I think, is is Lincoln. Um, I like it better than you. I liked it better this time watching it. I like it. Uh, I like a lot of the scenes, but I do think 
kind of drags as a full film at times. Um, yeah. Number three. Number three for me is Life of Pi. I think this movie is actually really good. Again, my I said what I... Same same for my number two, which is yeah. it, it could have used a little editing, but yeah. I think the end is really emotionally effective and I the beginning is great and I, I, I just, I enjoy my time spent on the sea with Richard Parker. Richard Parker. Uh, my number three is Zero Dark Thirty. Um, you know, we just talked about it. Just, it's a little long. Yeah. Could use some tightening up. Uh, same for my number two, two, which is Zero Dark Thirty. Great movie. Get bring in some people to trim the fat. Uh, number two, I have Django. It's just a fun watch until some of that stuff at the very back. But I agree with you. Um, some of it is a little uncomfortable. Um, but we have the same number one. That means we do, and it is, and it's that means the Academy, the of Motion Picture Sciences. What is it? <laughs> the Academy of Motion pictures and, and motion sciences. Motion pictures, pictures and sciences. They arts were, and sciences. Arts and sciences. They were correct in these in with these nomin with these you know whatever among these nominees at least. Yeah. Argo is the best. I think of the nine nominees. Argo, you did a good job, Academy Argo, of the nine nominees. Ar- Argo, Argo, go. Um, instead of our you know get it instead of our go fuck yourself i'm maddie just came out and he's giving me this look like you fuck well you know well you know maddie has a famous catchphrase on a a much more listened to podcast doughboys uh which is togo's fuck yourself (laughs) (laughs) that's right i forget that he that he said togo's fuck yourself on doughboys he Hates Togo's. Broke his tooth yeah, well, on a on a screw that was in a sandwich. Can't blame him. I wouldn't be a fan either. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's the father of my unborn child. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. That kid's going to eat a lot of screws. Um, okay, so I sent you one movie to watch from the year, so we'll talk about that in a second. Were there any other movies that either you revisited or you just wanted to mention from 2012? No, but I didn't really look into, I mean, so I, I rewatched The Master, but I didn't really look into any other movies from that year because there were just too many movies. Mm-hmm. Too many movies. And then this is high, this is movie time right now, you know? Yeah. Can you name, can you guess, I guess probably not because you didn't look into it, but so... Yeah. Nine Oscar nominees, Critics' Choice and the PGA, which both do t- were doing ten nominees at the time, did not nominate a more. Can you guess, other than The Master, which was nominated the Critics' Choice, if you had to guess what two movies were nominated at the PGAs and what one of those movies was also nominated for Critics' Choice for Best Picture? Uh, Lincoln? No, 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 no. None of the Oscar nominees. It was a... Oh, what two movies? The the Master? So The Master and Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, that's my... Oh, that's... Okay, we talked talked about this. We talked about this. We we talked about this. Yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm I'm distracted because Maddie's leaving and the dog hasn't pooped, but... (laughs) The dog has Giardia. The, and she has Giardia, and she's yeah. Giardia. It's like a whole thing. It's yeah. like a whole situation. Yeah. Um, okay, sorry. The other movies from that year. Yeah. When I 
the other movies from that year. <laughs> People hate me right now. <laughs> Not just right now. <laughs> are the master in Moonrise Kingdom, right? Um, so PGA nominated. So that was Critics' Choice. At the PGA, it was Moonrise Kingdom and Skyfall. Skyfall? Really? Yeah. Okay. I, that's, that's not a bad, that's not a, that's a top, top tier bond, but yeah. that's weird. Um, I, so I revisited both of those. Um, Moonrise Kingdom. Did you see that my wife and I dressed up um, as Moonrise Kingdom for Halloween? I did not see. I didn't see a picture yeah. at all. Yeah. Will, you send, will you send it to me? I will. I will. Um, will you send it right now? Yeah, I'll send it right now, live on the pod. I want to um, see it. Now, well, you now, know why I want to see it because you know this about me. That's What's your my, favorite, Wes. That's my favorite Wes Anderson movie. I not, fucking love Moonrise. Not Kingdom. my favorite, Wes. Actually, lower down on my Wes, but I still think it's better than most of the nominees. Um, Absolutely. One thing I like about Wes Anderson, and I know that we've talked about this before when we've talked about his other films, is that um, every time you rewatch his movies, they feel like more melancholy. Yeah. Which I like. Yeah, me too. They're sadder. Yeah. 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 Me too. Uh, I like I that. I, I like. I, I, it's, it's, I, oh my God, that's so cute. <laughs> that is so cute. I don't see how this cannot be your favorite Wes Anderson. It's the absolute, well, you have to post this picture. Um, it's the best. It's so sweet and cute. And, you know, I'm not one for, I don't love like movies starring fucking children, but yeah. I, I, lo- I love this movie. It feels like they definitely couldn't make this movie in the same way, even 10 years later, because um, Bruce Willis is not available. Well, <laughs> that's that for one. But it just seems like we have some right wing people that would be like, this movie's for pedos. Yeah, probably, yeah. So they'd have to change some of that stuff for sure. Um, but it's a good movie. Lucas Hedges plays the little shit. Yeah. Yeah, he <laughs> does. The little piece of, the little fucking shitty uh, scout, scout, scout boy or whatever. Yeah. Um, Skyfall. So here's a quick question for you, and you can take a second to think about it. In rewatching Skyfall, I was like, is Javier Bardem... The best Bond villain? Not only, not the best Bond villain. That wasn't the, I mean, maybe. But is he the best villain actor of the 21st century with the caveat that they had to play two different villains? Yeah. Because I, mean, I know a lot of people would be like, Heath Ledger is the Joker, but he didn't really play any other villains. No. So I think it, my thought is it's between him, Daniel Day-Lewis as Bill the Butcher and Daniel mm-hmm. Plainview. Mm, that's a really good question. Ooh, that's a really good question. I'm sure I mean, there's. I'm sure there's some I others mean, I'm not thinking of. But I, I didn't rewatch Skyfall. I know I liked that. I know I liked him. Yeah. As the villain in that, and and No Country. I mean, he's so very he's so very scary in that. Yeah. You know what I'd say? He's maybe like the most like th- like he's the most like unhinged like slash threatening right there's something like daniel day lewis even when he's even though he freaks out at the end as daniel Plainview and like whatever yeah even though there's there's still a level of control to daniel Uh day lewis there's a there's like he's very good at javier bardem is very good at being like insane Mm -hmm. i'm not sure what to expect next 
Yeah. That's a great question. Also, I f- totally forgot that Albert Finney is in Skyfall at the very end. He's like the guy that like is at Skyfall. That's like the gameskeeper or whatever. That at the very end when it's just Judy Dench right. and Daniel Craig at the house, yeah. he's like just there with his gun, like. Great, Albert Finney. Can I just um, say then, I love I love uh, I think that I think that maybe this is a crazy opinion, but I think Adele's Bond song for Skyfall is my favorite Bond song. It's, it's definitely up there. It's fucking great. good. Yeah, it's no Sam Smith, but <laughs> no Billie Eilish. Yeah, um, I rewatched Killer Joe, which was not as good as I remembered, but um, the, just because the performances are pitched a little high at the beginning, and Emil Hirsch is like not very good in it, but uh, Matthew McConaughey is really good. You can this was like sort of right in the McConaissance beginning. <laughs> And the back half of that movie rules if you've never seen it. It's uh, based on a Tracy Let's Play. I rewatched End of Watch. Oh, that movie rules. That yeah. movie is so fucking good. I had to take off half a point watching it this time because I was like, eh, this is a little copaganda. Yeah, it is a little. Yeah. But um, oh, Pena that movie's so Jake Gyllenhaal are so good. Yeah. So it's good. also like the last good. I remember seeing that movie and then being like, I can't wait to see every movie David Ayer watched, makes from now on. And now I'm like, never make never another movie Never make again, another movie. David. Not good. That's my, fi- that, that's, he's gone the way of Damien Chazelle. Mm. Which, by the way, every time I go to the movies, there's, and there's a trailer for Babylon. You can sense the audience be, like, being palpably irritated with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny to me. Yeah. Um, well, I'll be there for three hours and eight minutes at the end of the month, so. That's how long that movie is? Yeah. I'm not seeing it in theaters. I'm already telling you right now, I'm not seeing it in theaters. That's it. I already have my ticket for Way of Water, which is three hours and ten minutes long. Well, that's like seems like it's a different thing. That one you have to see in theaters. I guess I do. Maddie already has tickets. I'm going to be out of town when mm. um, that comes out. So maybe I'll go see it with my dad. He loved the first one. Yeah. I don't really, I don't. Well, that's a different podcast. Um, and the last one I just wanted to mention before we jump in and talk about the master briefly is, and I rewatched Anna Karenina. Mm. I love Anna Karenina. I love this movie. Yeah. Um, I think ultimately the style outweighs the, outweighs the rest of the movie, but the style is so good. Yeah. It's really, really good. And Keira Knightley is so well cast. Especially like the, the first like 15 minutes of the movie. And you know, watching it this time, I was like. I feel like uh, everyone at Succession watched this movie, and then they were like, we have to get Matthew McFadden yeah. for Tom. Yeah. Because, I mean, this is so, like, it's such, like, a Tom-esque character. Yeah. yeah. In comparison to Mr. Darcy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you would never... I mean, that's the only, like... Because he was also in... Matthew McFadden was also in, like... Was also, like, kind of a schmuck in... Um, death at a funeral and like he mm-hmm. the only thing that he's been super like hot and charming in is that pride and prejudice and he's great yeah. at it yeah you know? i mean he's no colin firth but. yeah uh, but anna karina really good some of the yeah. stage in that movie is incredible and jude, and jude law is also that was like the first time it was like yeah just let jude law act don't he doesn't have to just be a handsome guy yeah. like he's such a good actor yeah he can be in stuff and bronski was who's the blondie who's aaron taylor blondie? johnson yeah, who taylor supposedly johnson. is going to be the next bond is the rumor okay well, so the master i i still think it's lesser pt anderson Mm-hmm. 
it's it it is for me it's less of and the for me it's very much a showcase of um I don't know. Uh, not even Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's very because it's it's for me the, the real standout is just is Joaquin Phoenix's like physicality in a yeah. strange way, like the way he walks. like always like yeah like this and the whole yeah. thing. It just like it's it, it, I I don't know that it like I just don't know that it I don't know what I'm watching and why I'm watching it. Yeah, I get that. I think. There's stuff that doesn't work, but I think for me, the scenes that do are so above and beyond anything else I watched from 2012. So, like, particularly, and I remember this from the time, but that first um, processing processing scene between Philip Seymour Hoffman and Joaquin Phoenix, I think, is unreal. I think the scene where Amy Adams is giving Philip Seymour Hoffman a hand job, I think she is so good in that scene. Yeah. And I think she's so good in this movie. She's great. She's I feel like this is the first time that, to watch that that I was like, man, who is who who, who this bitch be? Cuz yeah. you know, like she's really really great. I just love the whole I love it's basically it's not the opening opening, but like when he's like working as a photographer and the whole like get thee behind me Satan, like they do the whole song. Yeah. And just like that whole courtship with the woman and it like ends with like just that quick shot of like him passed out at dinner. At dinner is <laughs> like, very funny. And her just yeah. eating and looking disappointed. Yeah. It's uh, fun it's it's funny. The only person I think in the movie that's not good, do you know who the one actor in the movie that I was like, you don't measure up. Would that be Rami Malek? It's Rami Malek. <laughs> especially compared, especially because I'm like, more Jesse Plemons, please. Yeah. Less Rami Malek, more Jesse Plemons. Yeah, I mean, of course, Jesse Plemons has to be Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. Like, you that can't just swap those two. No, that guy but, is in every fucking movie, though, man. Yeah. He's all over the place. Yeah. Um, you are a scoundrel. Um, I just... Yeah, it's a I also movie. I also don't think it's a top it's probably it's not a top four film or a top four um PTA movie for me. But I I'm sorry to say I still think it's the best movie of 2012. I'm I'm honestly going to stick with Argo with a dark horse for um end of watch, honestly, because mm-hmm. it's also like ver- that movie is so good and so yeah. tense and so um and I you know I love Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Um, but I would put the master in the top. I would have nominated that over again, other than Django life of Pi, and zero dark 30 and Argo. Yeah. Moonrise kingdom, the master, um, Anna Karenina and to watch. These are all better movies than. Yeah. I think pretty much everything I watched, I would put over those definitely over those bottom four, probably over a more, um, and even there's even a couple of things I didn't get a chance to rewatch, like Looper. I had rewatched for when we right. did our top of the decade. I like that movie probably better than definitely better than some of those nominees. I wanted to rewatch Cabin in the Woods, which obviously would never get nominated for an never. Oscar, but but you it's know, fun. But that's, yeah, yeah. Um, so you're sticking with Argo. I'm sticking with, I'm sticking with Argo. I'm saying the master. I'm saying these are, but this is, I will say this is, it, it comes in waves. This was a good, I would say 2020, 2012, 2012, generally a good year for movies. Like I've, mm. I liked most 
like most of these movies, even the even like the ones that I had in the bottom, like I yeah. find I can find some I can find stuff. There's right. it's not like it's like what the fuck this movie sucks. Yeah. Um, good year for for movies. Yeah. Not sure that I feel that way about 2022. I've liked a lot of stuff in 2022. I'm a little. I, I you have texted too, but me. Not, not you texted but, me that you have a new number I one, do. and I'm a little hesitant for us to do it because the one other episode we're going to do before the end of the year is going to be our top tens. And I'm wondering if we should just hold off on you giving your number okay. one. Okay. Okay. I can. Because, I can. because you can tell us right now, but I feel like, you know, if we record again, like in a week or in a couple weeks or whatever, right. Right. it may not change. You're right. Um, is there, You're right. Uh, other than that movie, is there anything else that you would recommend no, I that guess you've I just, seen? I just want to say 2022, I think uh, uh, up until the movie that I saw that I was like, oh, this movie is my favorite movie of this year. Yeah. The movies that I've seen this year that I've really loved have been very, and this is like, it's, it's, it's like I'm morphing into the Academy and it makes me feel bad. Right. We talk about like comedies and like, Cabin in the Woods would never be nominated for an Oscar. And it's, and part of me feels like, well, why not? You know, like it's yeah. whatever. There should be room for these just like very entertaining movies. But most of the stuff that I've seen that I've really enjoyed this year that I've like really had fun at and like liked and been like, this isn't like, this is a great movie has been stuff that is not going to be Oscar fair stuff. Like, right. Bodies, 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 and right. Marcel the shell with shoes on, and honestly, the menu I really I had a yeah. blast at. I thought it was very yeah. enjoyable. Everything, everywhere, all at once will be nominated, right? But that's riding the line, yeah. of of like what would be nominated. So a lot of the like typical Oscar-y fare that I've seen this year, like The Fablemans and Tar, I've been like less enamored right. with. Which is interesting for, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Just, it's just an interesting way. Except for this movie that I just saw that I was like, okay, this movie is stunning and I love it and everything about stunning. it. Stunning. It's stunning. It's stunning. Um, all right, well, let's leave it there. Um, let's, let's leave it there because we'll talk more. We'll talk more. We'll be back before the end of the year with our top tens. Um, do you have anything you want to plug, Meg? No, just get the baby out of me. <laughs> I'm, my can, whole life is on hold, man. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks, you can, guys. Don't do you it. Can use, fo- a, use a condom. Kids, get your tubes tied. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can follow us on Twitter at The Oscar Should, on Facebook or Instagram at The Oscar Should Have Gone To. Uh, if you like what you listen to, as always, please write and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Like I said, we'll be back in a couple weeks with our top 10 of 2022. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Yeah.